pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Nay. And this is your girl, Fallon Deanne. Alright, so Fallon, how was your week so far? Uh, so far, it's okay. <laughs> I got the travel book, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, I always have a travel book, but it's like now I'm so like, Oh my gosh, I need a vacation. I want to go somewhere. I don't care if I didn't go to like Six Flags in Georgia. Like, I just need to go somewhere. <laughs> I understand that, my friends. Um, I just got back myself. It was pretty small travel. I went to the Beale Street Music Festival. And, uh, so, good time. So, I know you want to see Blake. Did you join your friends to see Cardi? Well, because they, they were literally, like, right after, um, they were literally, like, right after, one right after the other. So, um, I did end up seeing Cardi and that whole thing or whatever. Um, it was interesting. I mean, I feel like, um... I feel, I felt bad for Black because he's not, you know, he's an R&B artist, so he's more vibes than turn up. And so to have a turn up kind of artist coming right after him was like, uh, cause you really had a ton of the people in the crowd who were just like, oh, I hope he hurry up and gets off the stage so we can get to Cardi and blah, blah, blah. So he didn't really get to vibe the way he wanted to. Plus it was incredibly hot out there. So, um, there, like during his set, like mad people kept passing out. So he, I know, right? So he had to kept. He literally was doing his set, and then he had to like stop and wait for like security to come get people, which was irritating to me because I'm like half of the people who was there was just like they friends was literally like they would go down and they friends would sit there and just like fan them, fan them, pour some water on and give them some. And I'm like, bitch, pick your friend up and drag, they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Drag they ass out of there. They sitting there trying to wave lights to, to get security's attention, like security all the way up at the front trying to watch, you know, the artists and what's going on near the stage. Y'all got to do, if that, if that's my friend, your friend that went down, I'm sorry, you gonna have to drag your friend the fuck up out of there. Y'all some fake ass friends. Cause I'm like, just lose your space. You shouldn't let your friend do all them goddamn drugs. They just don't want to lose their spot. And then people drink so heavy and don't think like, bro, you're in, it's 80 degrees outside, the sun is beaming, and it's probably with all those people, probably 95 degrees. You know what I'm saying? Like, drink water. Exactly. Absolutely. (sighs) But yeah, your girl... Um, Cardi was there. Um, obviously it drew some controversy because people caught video of where she talked about getting lipo. Um, so people were talking about that whole thing. But I was like, that was, I was like, if y'all didn't know she got lipo, then y'all slow. Cause it was, li- her stomach was literally obvious. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now it's like flat and it looks like she gets, uh, what is it, itching or whatever, like Johnny Blaze get, which I hate. It's like, bro, you bought abs and they look like you bought abs. Yeah. Like, 
Exactly. <laughs> like, get lipo. I don't know how, like, if you can get lipo and then, like, work your abs to get, like, the six-pack figure. Like, but don't do the itching. Like, I've, I have not seen one itching picture where I'm like, that looks really nice. But like, I can look at, like, Tony Cook and I'll be like, that looks really nice. The belly button looks nice. There's nothing about itching where I'm like, you know what? That looks really nice. All of it looks horrible. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. But it was just, it was definitely interesting to kind of see the difference in like the crowd and whatnot. And, and it's crazy because like for all the people who are like, they want to, you know, they were sitting there, oh, I can't wait to Cardi come on so I could turn up, turn up, turn up. And like literally through half the songs, they was just standing there. And I'm like, so y'all, Waited all this time because, of course, she came on late. She was like, uh, I want to say she was supposed to come on at like 925 and she didn't get on to almost 10 o'clock. So she's a good 45 minutes late. Um, but needless to say, anyway, beside the point, I mean, I give her credit. She puts on a show. Um, it's very, it's very reminiscent, but, um, she puts on a show nonetheless. Um, they're definitely, you know, like I said, they're definitely putting money into the Latina girl, um, you know, as far as production and shows and all that jazz. So it's interesting. That's all I can say. It was an interesting experience for me not being a Cardi fan. I mean, I give her props because, like I said, she puts on the show most deaf. Um, so nonetheless, festivals, okay. always a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think this. Well, um, I, let me see. I guess I'm just gonna start off just with the Met Gala, um, which was last night. Mm-hmm. Um, this year thing was camp, which is basically over the top. Um, and I found out that it was created by black, um, drag queens. Drag queens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, I think Tracy Ellis Ross was the only one that I think was really, like, paid homage to it. Everybody else was like, man, yeah. I mean, it, was, it didn't do it for me this year. Like, I mean, I got the, um, I got the theme. Um, I feel like, I will say this year, I feel like a lot more people we're trying because you know normally you'll get there's a group of celebrities that'll try and then you'll get the ones who just wear a pretty dress so I definitely think a lot more people were trying to kind of go for the theme or whatever like that um I think also um just judging by the comments a lot of people didn't understand one what camp is um it is obviously being extremely over the top but it's also the unimaginable you know what I mean like um you know something that's oh you know uh I guess uh like you know similar to like fairy tale that's why a lot of people were like well Zendaya Zendaya was not over the top she just did a fairy tale and I'm like but yeah if you read the if you read the whole kind of description that they put out there on camp it's also referring to like the unimaginable the unthinkable i.e a fairy tale kind of falls into play like that so kind of dressing up in, in that nature as well played into it. Um, it was very, um, supposed to be very 
theatrical and all that good stuff. So, I mean, some people definitely did the use and just didn't, you know, just wore a pretty dress. Others went for it. Um, And then some people just fell right in between. So... Like Zendaya, um, hers is good. Of course, Luke is She cannot do any wrong in my eyes. Um, yeah, but like everybody else, I'm like, like J-Lo, I'm like, yeah, no. Seen it, yeah. Um, the Jenner sisters, I'm like, no. Seen it, well, yeah. Right, I'm like, it was just some stuff that I'm like, I mean, I don't know, like, I would have loved to see, though, I would have loved to see more kind of salutes to drag and drag culture. You know what I mean? Um, that, that would, to me, that would have been more, I guess, paying homage. I would have loved to see more people kind of throw to drag culture. Because essentially, again, that's where camp was created. It was created by black drag queens. So I would have kind of loved to see. I personally, and RuPaul was there, and I was disappointed that RuPaul didn't dress in drag. I think people were so confused about the theme. It's like, okay, if this is where it came from, I mean, not a lot of people gave a nod to it. Like, I can see, like, over the top. Um, like, I think Sierra, she did good because her hair was, like, huge. Um, like, even Big Freedom, like, even though she was, like, you know, a hope, but I'm like, I just expected more. Yeah, I expected a turn up. I expected them to kind of turn the, and I feel like a lot of them kind of muted the volume. Like I said, I was disappointed that RuPaul didn't come and drag. Like, I know that, like, when he's at, a, you know, events and things like that, he doesn't, outside of kind of, you know, his show or competition, things like that, he doesn't dress in drag, but I just felt like this was the moment. You know what I mean? Like, this is a camp theme. You gotta wear drag. You gotta come in, you know, in your drag attire. And so I was just disappointed in that. But Billy Porter, again, shut it down. Okay? Amazing. When you think about what he did, and he had like the wing, I mean, just everything was just like on point. I guess that's what I was like thinking about everybody else. I mean, everybody else like, Good, good, good. Okay, you good, 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 good. You good. And I'm like, what was Beyonce and Rihanna like? Maybe they would have helped us out. Well, Reese said she was at home, um, fucking with her makeup. She ain't got time for y'all. <laughs> she said she has no time for y'all niggas. <laughs> she said, "Fuck y'all niggas. I'm good." She said, I done gave y'all enough looks. Y'all good enough. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was my other thing. I'm like, well, but they were dead and really, but, you know, I guess they had something else to do. Mm-hmm. And Lala looked really pretty on the after party. I will say that. Um, I like, I actually liked her, her outfit. I thought it was cute. I mean, it wasn't campy to me, but I thought it w- the outfit that she wore the whole um money thing was cute it looked good i mean it fit her body nice but it wasn't really camp but looked nice on her i'm gonna tell you another person that was disappointing solange oh yeah i agree 
it's really like like how stylish she is and she puts like these weird combinations together and it just like she works them. I'm like Okay. Yeah. She was very muted. You know what I mean? She was very subtle and kind of muted for this one. So that was definitely interesting. Yeah. People that you would have kind of expected to be over the top, they were very kind of muted with it. And then other people kind of came to. And I love Janelle Monet. I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Love. Gorgeous. The gala and the after party, like the way it's like flow like she still had that like dress on but it was like more party-ish than it was. I was like oh my gosh she was so pretty okay. yeah agreed um and also I'm just saying on this topic now I was here for Solange and Crime Mob performance at the Met Gala after party I don't know if you saw that clip I did Throwback, like 06, 07 club vibes. <laughs> mm, salute to Solange though for doing it for the culture because you know Diamond and Princess don't even fuck with each other like that. So, not only was it a big thing for her to even get them to be on the record together, but like to actually get them to be in the same place and shit. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely, definitely a, a good moment. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what they named him. I want to see if they went traditional or if they're going to kind of go out of the box. Harry doesn't seem like he's a traditional type of guy. So I want to see if he's going to go out of the box. Because, you know, normally royals kind of stick to their same Henry's and Williams and all that. So we'll see if he goes out of the box or not. You don't think he will? No, really don't. Because so much has to go by the queen first, I think. I don't know. I don't think they are. Yeah, we'll see. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping he will, but you are absolutely correct. They do have to run so much crap by the queen and follow so many kind of royal rules, so. Yeah. So, um, 
then um on to other baby news i don't know if this is good to follow um the royal baby but future um his daughter was born i think sunday or something like that saturday one of the days but um he has another baby um that's so ridiculous Oh, <laughs> another one. <laughs> another one. Another one. Another one. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't get the appeal of it. Like, it's future. The contract is he got 50 million kids. He seems like he's a manipulator and just a trash partner. Partner. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, there's so many things, though, we can touch on from women thinking that they could be the one to change a guy to, you know, to the fact that he's a celebrity with money. I mean, there's so many different aspects to it that we can kind of we could we could literally spend a whole hour talking about that whole type of situation. That might be a good show. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Like, you are not going to be, like, no matter how supportive you are, how loving and kind you are, until he's ready to be a better person, yeah, it's not going to happen. Agree. 100% agree. But you also have to think about it is that a lot of these women are literally, like, if you look at the kind of list of these rappers and their kind of baby mamas, a lot of them are barely 25 yeah. you know what i mean while the rappers are in their 30s or whatever like that a lot of them girls are barely 25 so they're still kind of in that mindset of you know being young and dumb basically and they can get kind of caught which i think a lot of times those rappers look for like girls that they can manipulate they try to always pin it on the fact that oh they after me for the money and for the fame and the press or the which is my least favorite word right now the clout so sick of that shit but um i wish i could punch whoever came up with clout in the fucking face because i'm so sick of that shit but um needless to say um i think that that's why they kind of chase after those those you know younger girls because they know that they're naive a little bit um, you know, they don't have as much experience under their belt. They can't kind of, you know, a lot of them don't really see through the bullshit. They can be swayed with, you know, what we call depreciate, depreciating assets, you know, handbags and cars and shit like that. Shit that depreciates, you know, if you're going to buy me some shit, buy me an appreciating asset, you know, buy me a fucking house or some shit like that. Like, don't give me some shit that. Literally, the moment I put it on or drive it off the lot, value completely tanks. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's just a whole nother, again, that's a whole nother conversation. Now, I will say this. If you're going to give me a purse, give me a Birkin bag. Because like, them the only ones that I see that you can put back out on the market and get like more money for it. Well, because they're originals. They're all yeah. one of a kind. So I'd be like, give me a Birkin bag, but you can keep like the Celine, the Sandy. Like if you want to give me that, fine, but I still need more stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
But I don't know. And she like, I don't know. I just wish the best for her. It seemed like it was a very traumatic pregnancy. Um, and then, of course, you got future babies. So. Yeah. But I think that she seems like she don't give a fuck now. Like, it seems like before she was upset because he wasn't, like, claiming the baby and blah, blah, blah. And now I think she's just kind of did what she just kind of did what she needed to do. Fuck it. I prove you the father of my baby. Send me my child support nigga and we good. I don't even need to bullshit with you. <laughs> So, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So, all right. What do you know? Um, I'm going to say it on her last. So, um, I didn't hear the Drake and Chris Brown, like, sneak peek. Mm-hmm. I have to go and listen to it. I guess I'm here for it. Um, so, so, this is really, it's really complicated for me because, you know, I love me some, love me some Aubrey. However, it's just like, I feel like, and again, it was just a snippet. So the song could be completely fire when it come out. But just from like the little sip, snippet that I heard, it seemed like, you remember how when, I don't know what, what show it was. It was a couple of shows ago. We were talking about like when records kind of seem to miss they window or they seem like they dated and i just feel like that chris and um drake would have been fire like back in i don't know like 2009 or something like you know but right now 2019 it just seemed kind of dated just from the little snippet that i heard it's like it seemed like oh just the same old same old Heard this from Drake a million times. Like, heard this same shit from Chris a million. It don't seem... But again, it was just a snippet. So, the rest of it could be, like, super fire. Like, it could have a different beat switch. So, I'm like, I don't know. We don't know. But, needless to say, just from that snippet, it seemed like some shit that could have... Should have came out, like, in 09 or something. <laughs> Baby, you might everything. You all that? <laughs> Like I said, it just, it felt like it misses window, but again, it was just like a little, it was like a barely 15, 20 second clip. So who knows what the rest, the whole uh, true official song could sound like. Could be completely wrong and miss the boat on this opinion, but anywho. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I so I'm going to move on to heavier topics. Um, I don't know. This is just, it just brings back so many, like, emotions talking about Sandra Bland. I, like, that was, I don't know. That just, like, stuck with me because we're so close in age. Mm-hmm. And I think even when it happened that my mom was like, you know, you can't do it with the police. And I'm like, they're not going to talk to me in this type of way. You know, like, it's just so many things I think our parents thought, you know, like, oh, well, you're not young, you're older, but it's like, okay, this person, you know, she was 30 and all that. So, um, but they released today that 
she actually had her own cell phone footage of the 2015 traffic stop. And I think her sister, um, like, made a tweet or some status on social media saying to reopen the case. Um, I don't know. So. Um, it, it, it was definitely one of those moments where it's like you can definitely see you know a police officer who was just kind of power tripping and yeah and it's definitely unfortunate that it took i know they said i can't remember if they said it was like a lawyer or something who had been fighting for that footage to be released for you know since the incident occurred back in 2015 but it also um points to kind of what we've been kind of seeing as of late because they just released what from they said i just saw on the news also in regards to the oscar grant case that um you know the the second officer who was on the scene lied completely and it turns out that he actually was the one who kind of was inciting yeah you know the situation and they even said that the cameras then all kind of the camera footage and angles the guy who actually shot oscar who said he was reaching for his taser showed that he in fact was not reaching for his taser he was reaching for his gun like they said it's very clear in the footage because he actually goes and reaches for it not once but twice before he actually looks back and pulls it out of the holster and shoots him in the back so they're trying their hardest you know i think a lot of the times the media does i mean we all know kind of the media game they you know 
try to put you know put out whatever narrative they want us to kind of consume or follow and it really takes you kind of doing your own research or you know looking in different different sources or different outlets for you to actually kind of get the full real scope of kind of what's going on that's true and i mean you should still always do your own research and find your facts for yourself but i just thought that that was interesting i'm like as many stories i've came across on the television or like social media because i don't watch the news i'm like hmm but yeah i i i don't know um and just moving forward today um, the governor of Georgia, her good old red state, um, signed the heartbeat bill, which is basically banning abortions after six weeks. Yeah. When I say I was livid, like, most people don't even know that they're pregnant until after six weeks. Exactly. Like, if you're waiting on your cycle, you know, your monthly, and you're like, okay, I need to be late for that, they will push you right at probably over six weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what? And it's all insane. And of course, it's all white man. And but. I don't know. I guess the crazy thing about it is like, Y'all vote for this man on this thing, like, because, oh, I don't believe in abortions and blah, 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 and, you know, this is an innocent child and all this, but I'm like, this is the same person because it had, it had happened over and over again that we've seen with lawmakers that push these abortion bills. They pay for their mistress to have abortions in whatever state that it's legal in and they can get it done. Very true. Exactly. And not only that, like, I hate when people use that as an argument. And it's like, I, I beg people to do their research on adoption. Um, big facts, they make it extremely hard for people to adopt in our country, period, anyway. So, um, you know, they, in all honesty, they're always preaching, oh, you can do adoption, you can do adoption. Do you know how literally hard it is? Um, to to go through the adoption process and to adopt in general um so i it, it turns off a a good portion of like loving families and loving people who are willing to adopt just trying to get through the adoption process in itself you know what i mean um so that to me like i said at, at the end of the day um we kind of, like I said, we, we knew kind of the writing was on the wall with the way they were voting with the Supreme Court, um, the justice that they voted in and Kavanaugh, um, um, how it's moving more and more concern, you know, the Supreme Court is moving more and more towards conservatism. Um, pretty soon they're going to start, um, trying to push to get rid of Roe versus Wade. I mean, a lot of Southern states now are kind of taking this as the, again, with the Supreme Court vote, and moving towards being more conservative, a lot of southern states are taking that as okay. Now we can try to push forward um, with these different type of bills. So, I mean, honestly, I expect to see it get a lot worse. Um, 
I expect to probably see a lot more states start starting to follow suit on that. Um, it's just it's just gonna get rough out here for women, to be honest. And just for our listeners out there, like if you go back and do your research with Roe versus Wade, it didn't stop abortion. It just made them unsafe. A lot of more women were dying. Like it did not stop anything. You had a lot of people that were not licensed or did not have the credentials to actually do abortions or people were coming up with these homemade remedies that were unsafe for both the mother and the child. So I'm like, you know, it's just, like, first of all, it's that woman's choice. I don't care what anybody, it is that woman's choice that's her body. And there's an exchange, like, far as power dynamics when people are like, well, a man doesn't have a choice. No, you have a choice in the very beginning, just like that woman does. You make the choice of who you're going to give your seed to. Yeah. So if you have that choice and you know, hey, I don't want to have a child by her. And you also have to sit down and have a conversation. And I think a lot of people don't do that because a lot of people, even with casual sex, there's a conversation that should be had. Because if you are of baby-making age, no matter what happens, everything is not 100%. So you have to have that conversation with your partner and say, okay, if you were to become pregnant, what would you do? And then that way you can like, okay, if she's going to have an abortion, this woman is not for me. I need to move on. So I'm like, you have that decision-making capability, you give it up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's, a, it's just, it's, like you say, it's going to get a lot of words, mm-hmm. a lot. And then when you think about how long the Supreme Court is sitting there, how young, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I think that also it's just, it just kind of goes back to, not to get all political, um, but it kind of goes back to us understanding the importance of our vote, not just in presidential elections, but in, you know, our local elections and, you know, when we're voting for judges, governors, uh, you know, all of that different thing. So local elections are extremely important. It's important that we start doing our research in, in those regards and, you know, actually coming out and going to vote in those elections. Um, also, I, I hope that, you know, cause there are some, some, you know, younger people, per, you know, who are kind of thinking outside of the box, who are trying to introduce more ideas. And, um, you know, you're hearing some people kind of giving pushback to these bills, kind of saying, okay, well, if you're going to ban abortion, then we want to introduce a bill where, you know, the man has to legally help pay and cover half of the medical expenses for me carrying the child. Or can women make the decision, if I can't abort the child, then can I sign over, you know, want sign over this whole thing, you know, essentially enter into what's, you know, like a surrogate contract where, okay, fine, if I have to carry the baby, I'm going to carry the baby. You cover all the expenses because you want to keep the baby. You cover all the expenses. Once it's time, I hand the, you know what I mean? Like different, different ways. Because I and honestly, I honestly think that if those type of conversations start to be had, even if the bills don't get passed, you're going to see a lot of more men kind of be like, oh, hey, wait, wait, you know what? I don't, maybe we just need to just let them decide, you know, what should be happening anyway. Stop policing women's uterus and let them decide. 
like doesn't really it's so easy now to be like oh well you know it's the responsibility is on the mother we see it over and over and over and over again um so if you like okay you want me to have a child here here's your child and you know we'll move on or either you know the dynamic it is now you have a child i'll pay child support and then you realize oh so child support don't cover really everything for the child and then you gotta have emotional support you the one they gotta take the days off of work when the child is sick you know what i'm saying so it becomes a different you know like i said a different conversation mm-hmm. and then it's oh well you know let her decide what she should do for her body that's what should have been done in the first place. And I mean, in, in, in regards to child support, child support doesn't kick in until the child is actually born. I really think that it's important that we kind of expand that to include the, the medical aspect because a lot of the pregnancy is not cheap. You know what I mean? Being pregnant is, it's extremely expensive. Um, you know, as far as medical bills and a lot, of with a lot of the medical coverages and things, they're starting to cover less and less under, you know, even under, you know, health plans for work and all that different things like that. So to have to to make men have to kind of be responsible for part of that and kind of seeing the impact of that aspect as well, because literally a lot of them feel like the responsibility doesn't kick in until the baby is here but there's so much that goes into it and then you factor into all of the reports we be where uh, we've currently be uh, currently have been seeing about um death and and you know that women have been facing as far i mean we, the united states has such a what a high uh, uh maternal death rate is it maternal? I can't. Well, just uh, death rate uh, during pregnancy for us to be, uh, you know, not a third world country, or whatever like that, to be one of the highest countries as far as medical standards and things like that. We have such a high mortality rate amongst people giving birth, um, women giving birth. So, I mean, just all of that stuff encompassed in in pregnancy in general i feel like a lot of men don't feel that impact because again they do not have to carry a baby so they don't understand all of that stuff that encompasses it they feel like again a lot of them just see it as my responsibilities don't kick in until the baby gets here and that's not the case I agree, and when you, like, health plan coverage, and you think about your doctor visit that you have to pay every time you go to the doctor. Yep. Um, and God forbid if you are on a high deductible plan, which I think most private companies either are switching or have switched at this point. When you think about a high deductible plan, God forbid if you've been going to the doctor for eight, nine months, and you do in January. Oh. And you got a new year that's starting, and you like, what the hell? Yep. You know it's like now you have to come up with three, four thousand, some people up to ten thousand dollars to have a baby, and you like, what the hell? Exactly. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, okay, this is your child just as much as it's mine. You need to put in on this. Like, where, where, where's your hand? 
to have the baby. And like you said, when those conversations being had where you're more financially responsible from the start of pregnancy, not to from the start of birth, then I think most people will get it. And as women, we have to stop letting people, of course, you always going to have those women that are like, no, my choice, and I shouldn't take your responsibility. No. Like, this is not the time for you to chime in. If you feel like it's your responsibility this time, but be quiet. Yeah. This is a conversation for all the people that feel it should be a fair playing field. Um, and again, like, I don't get why it's always on white men that are so fascinated with women uterus. Like, big facts. You don't want birth control because you feel like the body would, if, even if it's great, um, for abortion, you feel like the body is going to do what it needs to do. And it's like, the body don't work that way. What the hell? Not at all. <laughs> no biology lessons, no nothing. Just ignorance. I'm like, but it's always the same person. Like, when I, before I even look at the picture of the cover, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's an old white dude. Oh, there you go. Oh, I do. Yeah. What? Like, you know, well, companies should have a choice whether they pay for birth control. Birth, that's a health issue. You should have a choice. Like, what the hell? I think birth control would be like $30. If that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they okay. got listen. They got rid of they got rid of free birth control as soon as Obama ass got up out of office, didn't they? Right. Like, not, not no more. Cause at first, like when I was on birth control, I was A lot of people are choosing to not have children at all. Yeah, and this and the crazy thing about it, like this was a couple of months ago where they were saying the death rate and the birth rate are not equal anymore or over. So they're like basically the population is going to be on a decline. That's why when people are like, oh, it's like world order. I'm like the way that we're going. The population is actually declining. There is not enough people being born to replace the people that we're losing. And I'm like, that's the future. Those are future things of scientists, you know, scientists, mathematicians, 
you know, like all of this stuff, doctors, lawyers, teachers, school bus drivers, whatever. I'm like, this is to make, you know, everything small and we're not producing. I'm like, and this is global because at first it was more of like a U.S. thing and then you had people like in China where they were saying they had restricted a number, you know, the number of children they used to have. But now it's even reaching global where you're not seeing people have as many children as they were before because it's like, it's, it's not worth it. Absolutely. So, I don't know. That, that goes back into, again, the baby boomers ruining everything for everybody else. <laughs> but that's a different way for people. Um, I think that is all I have. Okay, so I guess we can move into relationships. Um, so a question that I found online, um, and this just comes from a list of like 200 questions you should ask your significant other and one of those questions is um what did you learn or what lesson do you feel like you learned a little too late in life In regards to relationships? Yeah. It doesn't have to be necessarily romantic relationships either. I would say compromise. For me. Because I'm one of those people, like, it's not that I hold a grudge, but it's like, there is no, once I feel like, okay, you did me wrong, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You don't say anything to me that was bad on me. Um, where a lot sometimes people don't intentionally try to hurt you, they don't even know they may have hurt your feelings. But like for some relationships, they will be open to have a conversation. Um, and especially if it's like they, you know, that person first time, it's like it's not something that they probably intentionally uh, intentionally meant to do. But I was so stuck on. Okay, you heard my feelings. I don't talk to you anymore. They would, they would stop with the things. So, um, that's definitely whatever. Right. I would say for me, it would be speaking up. Um, I used to very much kind of. And I'm still, I think I'm still pretty much learning that lesson, um, which is why I say I feel like I've learned it too late in life. I've only really started to kind of voice, find my voice as far, far as relationships go. So, um, uh, I definitely think just kind of speaking up in general, whether it be, and I, and, and this goes beyond kind of romantic relationships for me, it goes to like, friendships and and even like with family um i i I I have a tendency to kind of like not want to hurt other people and kind of just so you know want to please people so i kind of just 
okay, I don't want to, you know, get into this argument or this fight or anything like that. So I just kind of bite my tongue or hold, hold kind of all of that back or whatever like that. And I don't speak up until, um, it took me a while, like I said, to kind of find my voice and learn to, hey, you know, you got to speak up because you can't really hold the more you hold on to all that stuff, the kind of more toxic it becomes and it kind of brews in you. And, and, you know, it can lead to blow ups or just emotional baggage and stress and things that you don't want in your own personal life, you know? So, uh, definitely, like I said, learning to kind of find my voice and speak up. So I don't I'm pretty sure we never discussed this, but I was looking at an article where it was um talking about like sugar baby accounts and all this stuff. No, I see why I was looking at it. But um, <laughs> for you, how old is too old? Um mm, and so by the way, this is gonna be our Instagram question of the week. <laughs> So, um, how old is too old? So I've always had a rule. Um, I do not date older than five. I want to say like five to seven years because my older brother is five years older than me. And I feel like, and, and maybe it's not fair or whatever like that, but I just feel like He's five year older, five years older than me, and we don't really have a shit ton in common. Like I don't find that we relate, and that's just and we're brother and sister. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I, I kind of carry that into personal life, and I'm like, if I can't relate to my brother who's five years older than me, then what the fuck would I have in common with someone who is five years older than me? Um, but I think, I guess maybe as I get older, maybe my max would be. 10 but again I feel like that's stretching it I don't know I might still probably still stick with my 5 yeah because I feel like 10 years older than me again like that's just such a huge fucking age gap in my opinion like what do y'all have in common what about yourself I would you know this is hard when I was younger, I had like this big age gap. Like I would do like ten, maybe fifteen years, even like one dude I would say. Um, now it's more like five years. Let me see. I don't. I'll be thirty-three. So about five to seven years. Like no older than forty. I don't know why. It's like forty. I don't know. And I dated somebody over forty before, but I was like twenty-five. But it's like now, oh my gosh, you're 40. And I don't know, it's maybe because I want to have children. It's like, okay, if he's 40, <laughs> he's going to be like super old. And he's like, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, and then when you think about 40, I don't know. Like, because when you think, okay, 33 when I was younger, it's like they were still vibrant, full of life. And it's like now when you get like in your 30s and like, I don't know if they're in the 40s, like your knees start popping, you start to feel like football injuries and stuff. I ain't got time to be really my eyes hot on my body, so. <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm super good. 
For the most loved, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm gonna be completely 100% open and honest. I do not know. I don't know. I have no idea where I feel the most loved in a relationship. Mm. That's really sad, but it's truth, man. It's the truth. 100% honest. Because I just, uh, I try to think back to my relationships. I guess I'm super hypercritical. Like, in the moment, maybe you feel like you're in love. But then, like, when you look back and you're like, eh. So, that's why I'm like, I don't, shit, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what about yourself? I would say I feel the most love when... I don't know when like I'm just like my plain Jane self, like no makeup, nothing really fancy, and like he just be like, you know, saying you look so cute, or you know, you look so pretty. I don't like cute, but you look so pretty. And like when I'm getting that undivided attention, but again, my love language is um, attention. I mean, well, time. Um, so I guess that's when I feel the most like love. And it's just like centered around me. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah. Oh. All right. Any others? No, that's it for me. All right. Um, any. We don't have any kind of new quotes from you guys on Instagram. So please, please, please go in and, you know, answer the Instagram question of the week and we will read you guys, um, you know, responses, um, live on the show. Um, so let's move on to our next segment. Any kind of new books, music, TV, anything you want to kind of tell the people? Um, nothing for books. I'm still trying to get to my time three. Um, TV, of course, 90 Day Fiance has came back on, <laughs> um, Happy Live After, and I don't know what the other one, the other way comes on, but I have plans on watching that one, so, um, yeah, y'all gotta catch up, like, you gotta go back and watch the season, and then watch Happy Live After, um, so yeah, that's my show, and... For music, I have been on, um, and obviously I'm late because he had like an album like from years and years and years ago, like he had past three. But uh, lately, I have been on uh, Burner Boy. He's like a Nigerian artist, mm-hmm. and he does like Afrobeats and dancehall. I'm like, where have I been all my life? Like I be in the car, like going off. 
Mm-hmm. Some people probably like, what the hell is she listening to? I be like, shirt off, like, hey, you got no Oh, miss. But, um, yeah. So that's about the only thing other than Nick and Beyonce homecoming. So, for me, um, I told y'all last week, if y'all hadn't watched Avengers Endgame, then y'all feelings was going to be hurt because I gave y'all, what, it's been two weeks now, y'all should have seen it. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, still over the fact that Iron Man, um, I feel like Cap should have died instead of Iron Man. Um, uh, I mean, I, I just... Ugh. The way they, they, they let Cap kind of go out where he went back in time and, uh, man, fuck all that. Cap should have died. You know, he finally, you know, got to hold the hammer like we all knew was coming. He had, he was the first Avenger. That was his storyline, man. Cap should have been the one who died. Let Iron Man live and go on to, you know, be a part of, uh, out there. Helping Peter Parker and Spider-Man and yada, yada, yada. But needless to say, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely am looking forward to kind of seeing where they go from here. Um, I saw the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. And uh, the biggest thing I guess you can t- take from it is that they're talking about or introducing the multiverse. And, um, in the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. So we're getting introduced into that. Um, which I mean, again, it's probably could be something that's been in the, uh, comics for a while. I know it's really, you know, the idea of the multiverse is popular in DC. Um, or we kind of know that from kind of the flash and all that jazz. But, um, it's interesting. So I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here because they, they've been really tight lipped about it as you guys know the russo brothers said endgame was their last one so as far as movies that they were gonna uh direct so mm, i I just i'm ready to kind of see where they go in this next phase with it um so other than that i'm trying to think uh tv haven't really been super hype about anything um as far as TV is concerned, I've been just kind of watching a bunch of like reruns and of Bob's Burgers and shit like that, you know. The usual. It's how I go to sleep, man. I sit there and watch like a bunch of adult animation, like uh, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, shit like that. Um, and as far as music is concerned, I'm trying to think if there's been anything like new. That I've been like super hype about. And the answer to that is no, man. I still feel like, and we can get into this conversation a little bit later as we get closer and closer to the summer, but music has really kind of been quiet. I want to say, I don't feel like they've any, I, I mean, the only song that I can think of, even as a contender for Song of the Summer, is the Before I Let Go remake. Um, Cause Tay Keith fucked that shit up, man. He did that. Um, so I just, I, other than that, I'm like, 
I haven't heard anything that's even a contender, and we already in fucking May. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there's some new shit that's going to come and just blow all our fucking minds. But right now, it's like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Next week, I definitely um, I want to get into... Cause I I need some more time to kind of digest it, and I don't know if you watched it yet. The Red Talk Table with Aisha Curry. I saw a clip, but I haven't watched the whole thing. Yet. Yeah, so I want to kind of go in, and I'm just gonna kind of, uh, you know, take some notes or whatever like that, and um, for you to you take a look at it, watch it, and we'll discuss it. Cause I think there are some just from the some of the things like I drew. I was like, hmm. I got some, mm, I got some questions. I know how she was, was, yeah, it was a part on there where I was like, yeah. Exactly, right? So I'm just like, I got some questions. So I feel like that's going to be something good, um, for us to talk about. Since we're a little light this week on relationships, I feel like that's a good kind of segment for us to get into some relationship gems because I feel like there's one space in particular that I really, uh, like my head really, like I can't wrap around, I guess. And um, it's the part where she's talking about how she feels, um, how she feels a little insecure because like she don't get no male attention, like dudes don't slide in her DMs and all that stuff like that. And I'm just like, but sis, you got a whole like Steph Curry out here in these streets. Like he loves you. Y'all got baby. Like, I, what other attention do you need? Like, he think you fly as fuck? Like, yo, nigga give you all this. Listen, so I just, but anyway, so like I said, I'm going to go back and watch it because I was like, maybe I misunderstood or I didn't, you know what I mean, digest it correct. So I'm going to go rewatch it again and see if, like, I can just, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you would be like, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> And see, I took a totally, t- I took it in a totally different way. So yeah, we definitely gotta talk about it. Mm. All right. Yeah, next week's gonna be pretty good. It's gonna be good. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all look out for. It. We're gonna have a real like good. It's gonna be pretty relationship heavy, I think, because we're gonna get into some good relationship topics next week for sure. Um, but needless to say, thank you guys for listening as usual. And um, this is what episode forty six, yeah? yeah. Getting closer and closer to fifty. We really have to come up with something special to do for fifty shows. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, thank you guys again for listening, and you have a great rest of your night. Bye, guys. Bye, bye.